Hello, and welcome to Degenerate Nation's ultimate, intimate episode, where I'm just going to read a story I wrote as a child in my childhood bedroom, surrounded by two stuffed animals and a cat, uh, a living cat. She's not stuffed yet. Um, you know her as my audio engineer, Cali Cat. I'm also drinking in O'Doul's to, uh, for the ambience. Mmm. Oh, taste it. Taste it. Mmm. Mm, taste the surrender. All right. So I was a weird child. I like to write stories, and I made stories for my stuffed animals and baseball cards for them and such. And, um, well, this is not going to be a baseball card. This is a full-length story. I don't know how long it is. I'm not going to look. Uh, I don't know if there's an end to it or what. I'm just going to read it and maybe offer some commentary as well. I figure it might be a good escape from all the, um, the stuffs going around in the world. Maybe you want to just tune in for a little uh, adventure story written by a 12 or 11-year-old, whichever I was at the time. And uh, it was written in 1993 or 94. I'm not really sure, but I remember I was not, um, I don't believe I was in middle school. Because I probably would have been jerking off if I was instead of writing. It's probably why I stopped, actually. Probably got into middle school and was like, eh, that's, writing's cool and all, but I'm going to jerk off the VH1. All right, let's do this. Okay, this story is called Galactic Warriors. It's by me, Andy. And there's a tagline. And that is, they're cute, they're cuddly, they're dangerous. They're the Galactic Warriors. Even at a table of contents. Apparently there's 12 chapters at least. <laughs> there we go. And the illustrations on certain pages. Okay, I'll describe the pictures when I see them, maybe. Or I'll just pretend like you can see them. Okay. Galactic Warriors, Chapter 1. In the year 2222, on the galaxy of Crouton, <laughs> there was a planet where a problem happened. The planet was eggnog, and the problem was the birth of Wizkid. Wizkid was more than just a problem. Wizkid was a disaster. Many citizens of eggnog thought he was a problem child because of his weird parents. Wizkid was t brought onto eggnog by Giggles and Bobo the Clown. His father, Bobo, was once caught trying to squeeze Timmy the teddy bear to, to an early death. His mother, Giggles, wasn't innocent either. She once tried to assassinate Lolo, the president of Eggnog, with a poison umbrella. Any way you look at it, Wizkid is one baby with an attitude. He has to have a special formula to control his temper. Bobo and Giggles have to tell jokes and sing stupid songs to make Wizkid go, go to sleep at night. Bobo and Giggles aren't natural Michael Boltons and Whitney Houstons. <laughs> Again, this is 93 or 94. Whitney was still alive. Um, for one reason, Boba doesn't have that much hair, and Giggles doesn't have a big mouth like Whitney. <laughs> and for another reason, Bobo has a hernia. What the fuck? In the middle of their duets, and Giggles would have a heart uh, heart attack if she tried to hold out a note like Whitney did in "I Will Always Love You." Believe me, if they made an album, it wouldn't be in the top forty. It would be off the charts, literally. <laughs> I was writing about 
2022 and he's fucking talking about fucking Whitney Houston. Uh, that's great. Meanwhile, on the planet of Nacho, the Galactic Warriors are playing computer games on Know It All. Anyone want any breakfast? Said Mike the Monkey. Not right now, replied Frosty the Hitman. Can't you see I'm busy? Snoozy Lou, said Mike. Where would you be without Know It All? He, he, he asked. In the middle of nowhere selling used gasoline for passing ships, replied the rest of the Galactic Warrior team. Get a life, guys, said Mike sarcastically. Okay, so this picture, it shows the chart of the Bobo and, and Giggles record and then the baby looking like super pissed off in his, and the fucking, the, his feet are like not human feet, it looks like. I'm only counting four toes and four fingers, but it's, it looks like a human, um, it's not a very good drawing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. And that drawing was called Problem Child. Now we're on chapter two. All right. Five years later, in 2227, Kid really became a problem child. By now, he was past the terrible twos, threes, and in his case, the terrible fours. Now he was ready for the fatal fives. A week before his fifth birthday, his mother and father were thrown in the loony bin because Kid drove them crazy. He also caused Lolo to lose her job as president of Eggnog by hypnotizing the media into electing him as president. He won the election by a lopsided margin. The only citizens who voted against Wizkid were Bobo and Giggles. They voted for Fred, the used ship salesman, because they got a good 300 Galactics deal on a used X-18. Note, one Galactoid is worth 15 cents on Earth. Figure it out yourself. Eggnog Chronicles. Wizkid wins election. That's awesome. Alright. After two weeks of press conferences and speeches, Wizkid finally moved into his presidential mansion. But he wasn't satisfied. He called up his lawyer and told him to use the crew who helped build the presidential mansion. To sue them. Sorry, not use them. Then he called up the members of the Eggnog government so he could have a meeting. All he did at the meeting was complain and talk about raising taxes. The government wouldn't agree... So he had to hypnotize them so they would agree. <laughs> a month had gone by since he was elected, and in that month he had done the following, following. Participated in five press conferences, ten speeches, three government meetings, reconstructed the presidential mansion, raised the taxes four times, asked for a salary raise 15 times, chewed out the emperor on the phone twice, and just the other day, President Wizkid st started the biggest war of the millennium. He decided to call the war... The War of the Salad Seasoning. Talk about Krabby. Woo! This kid is way past Krabby and dead and headed to the biggest brat of the century award at the next Crouton Oscars. Or as WizKid would say, the Salad Seasoning Oscars. Oh my god. Oh, this is why I'm doing this at 37. Uh, the next day, WizKid decided to make his biggest move yet. His next hideous plan was to take over the jobs over the job as the Emperor of Crouton. He was going to hire his own secret soldiers to make up an army of his own. Then he was going to lead the Eggnog's army into his army's secret trap and hypnotize them to make them on his side. After that, he was going to create a nuclear bomb and then go with his troops to the Emperor's castle with a bomb. He will force the Emperor to surrender, and if the Emperor doesn't give up his kingdom, he'll blow him out of the skies. Shut Kitty, I'm reading a childhood story. Stay here. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. 
Pretty good plan for a five-year-old, huh? Wrong. He got it off an old sitcom that failed after one broadcast. It was called The Galaxy Goofball. Talk about a corny name. Even a lawyer couldn't do that bad. Guess I don't like lawyers very much then. Age 12 or 11. Um, chapter 3. WizKid was making headlines all over Crouton. One day, Mike the Monkey decided to read the paper. That's how the Galactic Warrior, Warriors found out about WizKid. Hey guys, come here, said Mike. They all came to see what, we, what he wanted. Look at this paper. It's all covered with articles about some little five-year-old named WizKid. Duh, replied Frosty the Hitman. Don't you ever watch TV? Sometimes, answered Mike. I heard that WizKid got to be the president of Eggnog by hypnotizing the voters, said Buzz. Who the fuck is Buzz? Oh, they say that he built a nuclear bomb and was going to use it on the Emperor. That kid's a brat, said Frosty. Sarcastically, in case you didn't know. Shut up, Frosty, said Devil Squirrel. That must be a pretty intelligent kid, said Know-It-All. Hey, guys, I've got an idea, called Mike. Oh, boy, another idea, the rest of the group called back sarcastically. You know that new game show, asked Mike. Yeah, interrupted Frosty. What about it? Well, I know the producer of the game show, and I was thinking that maybe he could get one of us on the game show as a contestant, continued Mike. That contestant will be know-it-all. That's a big surprise, said Frosty with a funny look on his face. And you, Frosty, are going to go with him to the studio to spy and be know-it-all's bodyguard, said Mike. Me and my big mouth, said Frosty with a frown. Why would I need a bodyguard, asked know-it-all. Good question, computer buddy. I'm glad you asked, said Mike. The answer to that question is, because WizKid is going to be the other contestant. What? shouted the rest of the Galactic Warriors. Are you out of your mind? No, answered Mike. Frosty is going to be wearing a tracking device. Because Know-It-All and Frosty are going to follow WizKid from his home after the game show is over. And with the tracking device, Buzz, 007, and I will be able to follow you two. And how do you think we're supposed to get there, genius? Asked Frosty the Hitman. We don't have a ship... And your ship is all beat up from the time you decided to enter the Nacho Air Show. I didn't think about that, Frosty, said Mike. Maybe we can go buy a used ship from a used ship dealer and hire a repairman to fix our old ship. Hey, Mike, in case you don't know, the number for the repairman is... is... 1-900-FIX-IT, said Frosty. Why don't we buy a used ship today, asked Buzz. Very convenient. See, the place is probably closed today. It's the Emperor's birthday today, said Mike. Okay, why don't we just order a pizza and wait until tomorrow, <laughs> said Buzz. There's a, a, a picture of a, something called a Brain Buster that I guess it's like a game that they're going to be on. So that's a picture that Mike the Monkey is imagining or something. But we're going to see how much I can slog through this. It's very long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll read it in parts, in segments. We'll get to a proper stopping point. <clears throat> Kitty. Kitty. <laughs> Chapter 4. Early in the morning, the Galactic Warriors woke up to scrounge around for money. When they found enough money, 500 Galactoids... They called up a taxi to take him to Bill's used ship lot. They couldn't drive because their car broke down last Tuesday. When they got to the, the lot, the first thing they saw was the most beautiful used ship they had ever seen. It was a Model 6, 15,000 horsepower, Z50 with anti-crash brakes 
and nice big 21st century wings. <laughs> okay. It was only 350 Galactoids. Pretty cheap for a Z21, they thought. So they gave Bill 350 Galactoids. They rode the ship back to their treehouse <laughs> and parked it near the bottom of their huge tree. Then they called the repairman. The repairman came in about 9.30 a.m. with a shipload of tools and parts. After an hour of annoying noises and head-pounding hammering, the repair man was finally finished. Their ship was as good as new. And there's a picture of the ship. Pretty cool looking. They have their labels on it. Their GW Galactic Warrior stuff on it. It's pretty cool. Okay, now they're ready to fly. All they needed to do was take it for a test flight. Then they remembered that they were going to buy weapons and supplies, but they only had 100 Galactoids left. So they went to look for more money. When when they all met up with each other again, they only had five Galactoids in total. This stinks, said Mike. We only have five Galactoids? Are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? Asked Frosty. Yeah, said the rest of the group. Let's gamble, screamed everybody. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, quick sidebar, I, I totally had a, like, a gambling problem in my 20s and early 30s. Um, so that's very fitting that I would have the characters try to solve a problem with gambling. Okay. Back to the story. <clears throat> so the Galactic Warriors hopped in their ship and took off for the Galactic Gambling House. They got there at about 10.30 with, 10, with 105 Galactic. The first thing they did was spin the magic wheel. And there's a little... It's like a Wheel of Fortune thing. The first time they spun the wheel, they got 100. Now they had 205 Galactoids. They needed about 500 Galactoids to buy weapons. It's freaking cheap weapons. <laughs> the second time, they got 50. Now they had 255 Galactoids. On the third spin, they got minus 30. Their amount of Galactoids dropped down to 225 Galactoids. <laughs> Next, they decided to go to the poker table. Frosty didn't do well there. He lost 150 Galactoids to a three-foot-tall three-year-old kid. Okay. That's a picture of him losing money to a kid. It's a full house, and the kid says, only has two pair, and he says, five aces. But, oh, they're wild cards. <laughs> it's because my grandma taught me how to play poker, and we use wild cards. Okay. Maybe that's why I wasn't a good gambler. The Galactic Warriors had one last... Hope the pool table. They only had one hour till the game show starts. Double Squirrel. I don't know how they got to the game show or whatever. Double Squirrel was going to play the pool game against Bob Eight Ball, Bingleheimer Seltzekelton. <laughs> and it just so happens that Double Squirrel had a few tricks up his sleeve. He brought his briefcase. The winner of the game would receive five hundred Galactoids, and the loser would lose five hundred Galactoids. If Double Squirrel didn't win this pool game, the Galactic Warriors would be washing dishes for a long, long, etc., etc. time. Double Squirrel had to be a break, had to break, so he entered his brief, or so he opened his briefcase and took out a "you put it together" trick pool stick, super glue, uh, a "you don't have to put it together" trick chalk, and "you don't want to eat this" guaranteed bathroom break in thirty seconds trick health bar. What the fuck? Then he gave Bob the you don't want to eat this guaranteed bathroom break and 30 second trick health bar. Bob ate the you don't. Oh, God. I'm reading every word. I'm not going to skip anything. You don't want to eat this guaranteed bathroom break and 30 seconds trick health bar. 
and 30 seconds later, Bob, eight ball, Bingle, Heimer, Zeckleton rushed into the men's room as fast as he could. In 20 minutes, that's how long it took Bob to go to the bathroom. Double scroll did the following. Put together his you put it together trick pool stick. Chalk the end of his you put it together trick pool stick with his you don't have to put it together trick chalk. Put super glue all over Bob's stick and sell and saying the crouton saying the crouton anthem twice. When poor Bob, eight ball Bingleheimer, Zeckleton finally came out of the men's room, they were finally ready to start the pool game, and they only had thirty minutes to play. When they played it was a total mismatch for obvious reasons. Double squirrel won in three minutes, and Bob didn't even have a turn. If he did, he wouldn't be able to shoot because of the super glue on his stick. So the Galactic Warriors received 500 Galactoids, and poor, helpless Bob, 8-Ball, Bingleheimer, Schmeckleton lost 500 Galactoids. Then the Galactic Warriors walked out of the Galactic Gambling House with 575 Galactoids, feeling somewhat victorious and a little guilty. Oh, so they cheated. There's a picture of the pool game. So I created a story where they these like creatures go to a gambling house, lose money to a three year old, and then it's ridiculous. And they cheat at a pool, and this is, these are the heroes of my story. So I was writing anti heroes before I was in middle school. Okay, all right. Well, tune in for more. As I continue to read my masterpiece. Do 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 do! Collective Wars!